What's up? It's Pastor Anthony Maddox. I'm so excited you decided to tune in to today's message. Today's message is all about matters of the heart. Can I submit to you that sometimes we fight battles in our mind that have really originated in our heart? There's a transformation that God wants to do to our heart to make us into the people he's called us to be. I pray today's message is a blessing to you. Let's tune in. God bless. I believe God is about to say something amazing in our lives today. I walk into the house of God every Sunday expecting him to speak to me. If there's not, if there's a time to be selfish, it's when I walk in and I need a word. Wave your hand at me if you need a word today. I need a word. If you're listening on Echo, I pray this word is a blessing to your life. Empowerment Church, would you give all of our guests a warm welcome? I am so excited. For those of you guys listening on Echo, welcome. I'm pumped because we have two guests that really aren't guests since they're here. We're going to let some news out later on in service. And if you listen to Echo, you're going to miss it. So you got to get the news later. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn with me to Psalm chapter 51. Psalm chapter 51. Psalm 51. We're going to start this series, not this series, this sermon called Headstrong, Heart Wrong. Talking about my favorite dude in the Bible, David. Psalm 51, I'll be in the NLT. Verse 10 reads this way. Created me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Some texts say a right spirit within me. That was Psalm 51.10. I want to read that out of the Message Bible. Verse 10 says, God make a fresh start in me. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. That's my favorite version. Can I read it one more time? This is Psalm 51.10 in the Message Bible. It says, God make a fresh start in me. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. This is interesting here because we see David obviously in the middle of something. And he has gone out of his way essentially to ask God for a do-over. How many of you love God but every once in a while you needed a do-over in your life? Somebody say, Pastor, throw the whole life away. Wave your hand up because a couple things, just a couple in your life you wish you could do over, start over again. A couple people you never met or never opened up any kind of door for, a couple jobs you wish you, a couple places you didn't go, a couple cars you wish you didn't buy, a couple purchases you didn't make. Sometimes you wish, Pastor, I wish that side of my bed had just remained empty. I wish there was just a remote over there. I did some stuff in my life I need a do-over from. If that's you, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. Things got so bad for David that he asked God, change everything in me. We meet him in the middle of a very sincere and intense prayer. For many of you that don't know, David wrote this song during a very devastating uh, time in his life. It was devastating and unfortunate. It was unfortunate because it was his fault. See, he writes this after he slept with Bathsheba, another man's wife, got her pregnant, 
and then killed her husband to cover it up. Now, if somebody need a do-over, I think it's David. Things went from bad to worse. And what's so important about it is, he can't even blame the devil. It was completely on him. Somebody shout and say, I'm the problem. Yeah, sometimes I'm the problem. Sometimes I look for a devil to blame stuff on, but I know it's me. David has hit rock bottom. He's hit rock bottom. Are you with me today? He's praying this prayer because he feels separated from God. He can't hear from him. He feels like God's hand is off of his life. It feels like he's dropped so low, he can no longer hear God. Now, this is important because everybody in here ain't cute. Everybody in here ain't perfect. Somebody knows what it's like to be so far gone in your mess, you can no longer hear God. Okay, okay, I'm just talking to five people who have ever been in the middle of your mess and came up out of yourself and looked around and said, I shouldn't be here. I know I'm better than this. I know I'm called to more than this. I know there's got to be more. I need to make a decision. See, a lot of people think that stuff happens at the altar, but sometimes it happens on the mattress right next to somebody. Oh, so sometimes it happens in the jail cell. Sometimes it happens in the doctor's office with that report. Sometimes it happens when you're in the courtroom, but there are always a time in our life when we say, I knew better. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. What's significant about this is, we're not talking about somebody that doesn't have a relationship with God. David is God's appointed man. He's called for this. You gotta understand, some people think once you get saved that all struggle goes out the window. But some of the worst decisions I made happened after I knew God. There's still some things he's dealing with me with and, and operating in and we gotta be careful about some things. He's God's chosen man, but he's got issues. He's got issues. He says, create in me a clean heart. David is telling us the importance of guarding our heart. Here's where it's going to get interesting. Can we talk a little bit? Many people have God in their head, but not in their heart. Many people have God in their head, but not in their heart. This is where it's going to get a little messy. What do you mean, Pastor? If you're honest, most of us got saved because of what was going on in our head, not because that God touched our heart. Do you know how many people got, they, they got saved out of fear of going to hell instead of forgiveness from Christ? And so in my head, I'm saying, I don't want to die and go to hell, and there's nothing wrong with that. But sooner or later, your relationship has to transition out of that of fear so that God can operate in your heart. Because fear only lasts but so long. It might get you to the altar, but it won't keep you there. I need to have a relationship with God in my heart because my heart is the problem. Can I submit to you? That the reason many people struggle is because they're fighting a heart problem in their head. You're doing everything you know and can think to do right. 
and it's not working because the problem originated here. If we're honest, everybody look at me, if we're honest, you can handle the headaches in your life. Those pop up all the time. For most of us, it's the heartache that got us back. It's the matters of the heart we need to deal with. I get headaches every day. There's a bill to pay, a crazy supervisor, maybe my kids did something, something happened with my house, but that heartache that goes from year after year after year for people misusing and abusing, that's the stuff. That's the stuff God's trying to deal with. There's some stuff you're fighting in your head that God says originated in your heart. That's why David is saying, created me a clean heart. He understood that although I know who God is, the reason I can't function like I want to is because I need a heart transformation. I got to want God. I got to want deliverance. I got to want to drop those habits. It's not going to happen on its own. God, I need you to change my heart because I don't want to want what you don't want me to want anymore. I only want what you want for me. I got to change my heart. Are y'all with me? Most people you see with major issues is the heart. Men don't just keep cheating and women don't just keep cheating over and over and over again because of a head problem. It's a heart problem. Only a heart problem will tell you that I can keep loving you but keep hurting you at the same time. That friend you got that can't stop lying, that's not a head problem. That's a heart problem. That battle of self-esteem, it goes much further than just what's in your mind. It's in your heart. There's a value problem in my heart. If I can get my heart together, I can get my mind together. But how many know if you've ever loved somebody that your heart and your head don't always work together? And you got to be careful when you make head decisions without consulting your heart. Because a head decision will have you rushing too fast because you don't want to be alone even though your heart don't feel nothing for that person. A head decision will have you walk away from somebody that's been good to you to look for something better because it's a heart situation. I want to be careful with my heart. Y'all still here? If you're honest about some things, there's some areas in your life that may be in your heart God still needs to deal with. How many know you got a couple petty problems? Who got some petty problems? Like, there's some stuff that maybe on the right day at the wrong time you forget you even know Jesus. There's some things you just need to work out. You saved, but you got issues. In the midnight hour, your mind wanders in places it shouldn't. You can pick up the phone and want to call somebody you know you need to put down. You have to be careful when you have not handled your heart. Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17. I want to show you this. Jeremiah is prophesying to Judah their sin and their judgment. And in the middle of his prophecy, God makes a statement about the heart that I want you to see today. Jeremiah chapter 17. Take a look at this. Verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. 
Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. Jeremiah is saying something big here. He said, God is saying, I know your heart's messed up. It's deceitful. It's got issues. If I'm going to use you, I got to start with your heart. It's what flows out of your heart. That's what God judges. That's what he's saying in this text. Because our actions are a direct result of what's in our heart. The Bible even says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. There's stuff happening in your heart. What's in your heart? Who are you really? Oh, how many of y'all have ever found out somebody wasn't what you thought? Yeah, because they hid their heart because they had you paying attention to their mind, the words that were coming out of their mouth and the stuff that they were showing you. But it's those hidden signs you got to be careful for where you really see somebody's heart. It's what they do when you're not watching. What they do with information that don't belong to them. How they handle you when everybody, anybody can get somebody to say, I love you, boo, let's go to church, lift our hands together. But what good is it for you to worship with me in church but not honor me at home? It's a heart problem. If we're honest, a lot of struggle is simply because we haven't allowed God to arrest our heart and give us deliverance. Let me help you with this. Coming to church and having a relationship with Christ for forgiveness is not enough. It's a great start. And opening up my mouth and seeking God's face with forgiveness is great. But every believer, if they're going to be successful, needs both forgiveness and deliverance. And I don't know about you, but I am tired of having to ask forgiveness for stuff I should have been delivered from. There's some stuff I don't want to have to struggle with anymore or fight about anymore. I want to be free. I don't want to have to keep saying, God, I'm sorry. I want to say, thank you, I've been delivered. And in order to get deliverance, you got to get a heart transplant. Are y'all with me? You say, Pastor, this is an interesting message. You better buckle in because if you want everything God has for you in that bag, you got to have a heart check. You know the day, most dangerous thing in the world is to give somebody money who don't have a heart of God. I told Lady Tiffany this morning Money in the hands of a believer is a tool But in the hands of someone that does not have the heart of God It's a weapon And you gotta be careful That you praying for stuff Before you allow God to change your heart Or what you're praying for will destroy you Cause your heart doesn't have the capacity to handle what you're praying for we can't pursue things without first having the heart of God. I want to have his heart and then the money. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to lose myself because many of you know what it's like not to know God and have money. Think back a couple tax seasons ago and see what you did and I'll tell you. Yeah. 
So I want to make sure that God fixes my heart. How many want to change heart? I want God to fix my heart towards people. I want God to fix my heart towards me. Jesus. Can I submit to you that many people have not received deliverance because they refuse to participate in it? See, see, we think deliverance is just laying at the altar, somebody laying hands on you, you scream and holler, and you just fall down and you come up and everything is fine. And sometimes deliverance is instant, sometimes it's a process, but both times you gotta participate. Can I submit to you that many people are asking God to deliver them from habits that were developed in environments they are still continuing to be in. And it is very difficult to go to God and ask God to free myself from something I have not walked away from. Because you cannot break a habit if you remain in the same environment where that habit was allowed to grow. So if I want God to deliver me and change my heart, I gotta participate and remove myself out of some places. If you look back at this text, the whole reason that David is praying this prayer in the first place is because he was out of position. Had he been on the battlefield where it says he was supposed to be, he would have never seen Bathsheba taking a bath. But because he was out of position, it opened up the door for a heart problem. You gotta change your environment. You don't believe me? Echo bubble in if you're listening to me. Let's, let, let's talk real. How many of y'all have ever tried to quit a habit before? Wave your hand at me. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. There's one particular habit that a lot of people try to quit uh, concerning intimacy. I got kids, so I'm trying to be happy and, 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 and do this right. But let's, let's just talk. How many of you ever put your foot down and said, never again, not till I'm married? And then oops. Oh, that oops gets you every time, don't it? It says, I'm going to honor God. I'm just going to give myself away. Not to everybody, just to God now. I'm not going to do that no more. Somebody shout, but. If I don't change my environment, it's very hard for me to put that plate down. So I can't have dark chocolate or light skin if that's you. Rolling around with me at night because I know I'm not interested in Netflix. If I'm going to get deliverance and pass this plate, I can't keep going to that restaurant. You don't believe me? Try going to a diet right after you went to the grocery store and filled up your refrigerator. You put yourself in a position where you're in an environment where you see everything you want. It's hard to be delivered when you have not switched rooms. Pastor, how do I know I've switched rooms? Because I'm not looking at a bunch of people who are around me with the same issues I have anymore. We like to think people who hang around us with the same positions, we're going to pray together and come out this together. No, we're not. Do you know why people hang around other people who have the same habits as them? It's not to change and so they can grow together. It's so I don't feel conviction anymore about me because I'm not by myself. And the only thing better than sinning is sinning with somebody else. So I'm not going to hang around anybody that gives me conviction. I'm going to hang around people where it's okay to do this because they can't tell me I'm wrong because they're doing it too. Yeah, nobody likes a hypocrite. 
So instead of switching rooms, I'm going to make myself at home because these people understand me. They get me. They understand that life is hard and it's a struggle. So we can sit on the porch in the summertime and pontificate about all our life and say, man, it's hard. They say, yeah, it is. Neither of us got no job of common sense. We're looking for comfort while we're in it. We're not looking for deliverance to get out. So it is hard. Do you know how difficult it is for David to live right when he can have whatever he wants? David did not go get Bathsheba. He sent for her. What do you do when everybody around you does what you say? Somebody in your life has to be willing to give you truth. Be willing to say, no, that doesn't belong to you. Be willing to say, you're better than that. Be willing to say, your vision is larger than that. And they will simply sin for or grab whatever you say. You're in the wrong room. Somebody has to tell you no. And in David's case, God sent the prophet to get him together. David couldn't see his own sin. So the prophet told him a story. And at the end of the story, he says, my favorite line, you that man. Everybody in here needs a believer willing to take a mirror and put it in your face and say, this is what you really look like. To be real about my habits. To say, girl, why you keep sleeping with that man? You know he ain't no good and you better than that. To say, man, why you keep chasing after her? She didn't want you in the minute beginning. Everybody in here needs somebody to say, girl, you just lazy. This ain't no attack from the enemy. Reason you have a friend because you lie too much. We all know you lie, but we love you, so we just don't say nothing. At least 25 people under the sound of my voice know a liar, you ain't checked. Because we love people, we just roll our eyes and say, oh, that's just what they do. They just lie sometimes. There's no accountability. And it's okay until they lie on you or lie to you. But you knew they were a liar before it got to that point. I got to change my environment. I got to be free. Y'all with me? Because I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I want to come to God for both forgiveness and deliverance. I want to be free. I want my heart to be right. I want to give you something real quick. Deliverance, write this down. Deliverance from some habits also means deliverance from some people. I'll read it one more time. Deliverance from some habits also means deliverance from some people. The reason the habit's so strong is because the enemy attached your habit to a person. It'd be different if there was no emotional connection. But it's harder to turn down a plate when I'm emotionally connected to it. Are y'all with me today? So in order to get free, I gotta cut down the horse and the rider, the Bible says. Everything that comes along with it. Everything. Everything. You know what's interesting? Can, can, can I interject and we'll close out here? Let me say this. If you go back, does everybody know the, the story where Moses parted the Red Sea? Everybody says it's a miracle, right? Everybody says, oh, that's fantastic. The sea opened, and the children of Israel walked through, and who came behind them? The enemy came. The Egyptians came. But the Egyptians weren't by themselves. You know what's messed up? They didn't walk there. 
chariots. In other words, they rode them horses into that doggone opening to go out there and pursue them. And because of this, God drowned the men and the horses. What am I getting at, Pastor? Sometimes everything got to go in order for you to be free. While you're trying to hold on to him, her, and them, and that over there, sometimes it's all got to dry. And you won't get free until everything's underwater. Now, what do you do? If God says everything you've been praying for is tied to you letting go of a person, not just a thing. What do I do? So it's easy to say I want to get over a habit. It's hard to walk away from a person. It is so hard. But some people will literally love you to death. They'll love your vision to death, your plan to death, and they will kill it all. And many times they'll do it on accident. When I was a young kid, I used to watch Tiny Toons. Anybody remember that? There was this girl on there who loved pets. Y'all remember her? She was insane. She said, I want you, I love you, and squeeze you. And she was, she had all these dead animals. She squeezed, she literally loved them, and she didn't mean to, but she didn't know how to handle what she had. So everything she touched died. Can I submit to you that some people aren't bad people, they just don't know how to handle you. And until you let them, I can't just let anybody hold me and rock me and speak into me and deal with me and give me that time because they'll squeeze me and love me to death. But we're taught because so many of us have had experiences in our past to embrace anybody that says they love me. But that's not it. Everybody don't know how to handle you or the assignment on your life or everything God's trying to do in you or they're not willing to go where you're trying to go. They can only love you where they are. I can't be connected to people that don't want to take the time to learn how to handle me. How to handle my heart. Who won't respect me and say, I know that's a habit you're trying to break. I'm not going to bring this mess around you. You got to be free. And if I catch you doing it, I'm going to say something. Because there can't be no love without accountability. And too many people won't love but don't want to be accountable. No, 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 no. If I love you, I got to hold you accountable. Because only a terrible person who would hate you would watch you drown and not tell you. There's got to be accountability. Somebody say, my heart. I have to change my heart. It is important that we seek deliverance, not just forgiveness. It's important that we seek everything God has for us. I don't want to keep going back and forth. I want to break some things before I secure this bag. Because if I don't, they will break my bag. Blessings without deliverance can produce a curse. What do you mean by that? 
Because a blessing in the wrong hands is a curse. It will literally destroy you. I want the heart to maintain what I've been praying for. Amen? I want to be free. I want to be able to move. I want to be able to operate. I want God to create a clean heart in me. Renew a right spirit within me. Give me a Genesis week. I want to do over. I don't want to have to keep going back to God for the same stuff over and over and over again. I want to be free from some stuff. Those habits, that mouth, that mindset, those issues. I want to come out. Amen? Come on and give God some glory in this house. Wow, I pray today's message was a blessing to you. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to take matters into my own hands and really deal with some heart issues that maybe I thought originated in my head. I believe God wants so much for us, but we can't secure the bag until God first secures our heart. So if this message was a blessing to you, I pray that you would consider sowing a seed into our church at www.empowermentcity216.org or cash app dollar sign empowerment city. As always, feel free to come and join us every Sunday at 1.30 p.m. at the Empowerment church. I pray God's blessings over your life. I love you. I'm praying for you. God bless.